Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you troubled by stale podcasts in the middle of the night? Do you love films that feature the busting of spooks, specters, or ghosts? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Ghostbusters Resurrection is an RPG audio drama combining tabletop gaming and cinematic paranormal elimination adventures. Call the professionals at nerdyshow.com slash ghostbusters. We are ready to believe you. Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And... With the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's going on, everybody? This is Pat the Bear sitting in the host chair here, Flame On, and we are back, back, back again with another episode of Drag is the New Spandex, minus Oral, who oh. still wants it to be called All Queens and Him, but he's not here, so <laughs> it's, still, it's still Drag is the New Spandex. Oh, well, I'll be extra Oral for him today. Perfect. All right, an Oral swab, if you will. <laughs> is that a thing? Do people do those? What an oral swab they do in doctor's offices? No, I know they do them for like medical things, yeah. but like, wasn't there some? Wasn't there a product? And you can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm sure you will. <laughs> wasn't there a product in the '90s where so it looked like a Q-tip, um, but it had like a liquid in the clear handle, and you broke it, and it was like a scope or a, a Listerine, and you swabbed it around your mouth. Were you cracking glow sticks and putting them in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> that would explain so much. But no, I'm no, pretty I think sure. I, I felt like it was in the tip and like you had to like crack the tip for it to like permeate out. I feel like I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Did but you I, both eat glow sticks? I think so. <laughs> well, I, you I'm, know where I'm from. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> With a roller rink. So sure, right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my grandmother had a like a, a little bucket of them not a bucket like a, a dish of them in the <laughs> <laughs> most grandmothers had hard candies and hard caramels yours had little mouth swallows <laughs> i love it but i feel like it was next you know because 
grandma and grandpa always had everybody over at their house. And there was, there's like 50 of us between grandkids, great grandkids and great, great grandkids. And there was always, um, a little dish of mints, a little dish of, of mouthwashes, of toothpaste, of toothbrush, all those things. Anyway, I feel like there was a dish there with these. It only had the swab on one end, the the little bud, and then the stick was clear plastic, and you had to break it and squeeze it into the tip and swab your mouth. There was also <laughs> this toothbrush that they bought, and I I've only seen it at that like this one time. It had the toothpaste in the handle, and you would crank it out, and it would come through the bristles. I've never seen that. I had only seen it like in that very brief time period, and that was probably ten years ago. Wow! Interesting. I googled um, mouthwash sticks, and there's nothing. I but this was before the goog. <laughs> That's what the kids say. Oh, uh, anything uh, invented okay. before Google was a thing does not exist on they the internet. Say if it was ten years ago, Google existed. Goog is fi. Oh. I just learned uh, all this. So, well, uh, we have uh, our okay. nine-year-old nephew, Braden, here today. And he keeps me, like, up on the lingo for the kids. I've learned that it's too much effort to say fire when you think something is hot. So now you just cut it in half and you say, that's fi. It's fi, yo. Not, not fi. Isn't fi, that's actually, a, let's put, like, a Greek yogurt or something. <laughs> Isn't it? Well, Fios is Verizon's um, internet and cable <laughs> service. Well, um, I have AT and T. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh God, no, there is a Greek yogurt. Faye. I think it's isn't that Uncle Jesse's? No, no, he's no, Oikos. no. Oh, yeah. Poor thing. Oh, what's he gonna do without Aunt Becky on the final season of Fuller House? God. Did you see how petty uh, BuzzFeed is, though? No. They released a quiz today <laughs> that said, let Aunt Becky choose which college you're best suited for based on your full house choices. I was like, that is a <laughs> level of petty that I strive every day to be. <laughs> but did you click on it? Well, duh. They win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, come on. She fucked up. Let her learn her lesson. <laughs> Although I do think it really sucks for the fans that there is legit one season left of Fuller House. And the whole final episode, like the last few episodes of season four, were how the original adult cast were all getting jobs and moving back to San Francisco so that the final season they were all together. And I was looking for it. And I was like, well, how are they going to get around this? I said, probably. I said, what would be funny is if they said she was off with Nikki and Alex getting them, like, into college. <laughs> like, helping them pick She's a college. She's colleges with exactly. the boys. <laughs> I wonder which one they'll get into. So if you're listening, Netflix, that's my idea. And I would just like to, you know, be Aunt Becky for the final season. <laughs> is this it? No, that's just a packet of mouthwash. <laughs> they give you that in the hospital. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, welcome to our very interesting podcast all about mouthwashes in the 1990s. Joining me for this discussion, we have got the one and only Meals Ginger Meals. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> and 
stage manager to the stars, drag husband extraordinaire. And that guy sitting over to my right. We've got CJ here. Sup. <laughs> so thank you, Pearl. Nice. <laughs> Could you be her like slightly chunky sister, Pearl Necklace? <laughs> I'm the oyster. <laughs> if you liked Pearl, wow, you'll really tolerate oyster. <laughs> oh, was that what Pearl comes inside of? Oh, sorry. Oh, I don't. Oh. I don't know that much. <laughs> if I had videos of it, I'd put it on OnlyFans.com. <laughs> OnlyFans, see my everything. <laughs> Opryland, <laughs> you sang everything. So we are here to uh, dive a little bit into season eleven of Drag Race. I am so excited. I know it's been forever since you've been here. It has been forever since I've been busy. I've been a busy girl. I know it's been like a year and just over a year, and like fourteen seasons of Drag Race have have been on the air. <laughs> it's very true. That's why I've been so damn busy. I know. I know. Uh, been doing viewing parties. <laughs> I'm so excited. I- Listen, I cannot fault you for being so busy, but you are in town. You just came off of a second weekend of sold-out shows doing the Golden Gals live at Parliament House. Yeah, it's definitely not the Golden Girls. Nope, you know, it's not the, the, the Golden, Golden Gals. Gals. Gales. Live, exclamation point. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> that was so fun. I heard so many good things about it. I was not fortunate enough to get a ticket, so the next time it comes around, I will be there. Well, you know, Gidget and I, she invited me over to her house for Taco Tuesday, not even a month ago at this point, and I had just been let go from the Haters Roast tour, so I had some time on my schedule, and she said, well, what are you going to do to fill your time? And I said, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And she Take over the world? Me. Yeah, and she was like, we are not trying black tar heroin again. <laughs> um <laughs> No, I said, you and I have always talked about doing a live production of the Golden Girls. Why don't we try to pull it together? We did not think in our heads, because we had had a couple bottles of wine at that point. We didn't think in our heads, it's literally three weeks away. How are we going to do this? So we wake up the next day, realize we had drunkenly sent out emails to the people that run the Parliament House Theater, and they had already announced it because they were so excited. (laughs) There was no backing out. There was no turning back. And I also had to leave to go film a couple things for Netflix and for Virgin Cruise Lines, for Virgin Voyages, um, that took me away for two of those three weeks. And then I got back, and my grandmother went into the hospital and eventually passed away. So that took up the rest of my time. We put this entire show together in about three days. And we had absolutely no clue what the response was going to be like. We thought, oh, we'll sell a few tickets to some really um, excited fans of either ours or the Golden Gals. Um But opening night hit, and we were sold out, and after that, all of a sudden, every single performance was not only sold out, but oversold. That's awesome. And we added two more performances, which immediately oversold as well. So it turned into this thing that that made us really realize it's a great concept. Um, It really works for us. The cast is so incredible and so fun to work with. So we're working the schedule now that we can 
do this as a regular thing here in Orlando. That's phenomenal. I can't wait to you guys come back with it because I was in Chicago the for the first the original run of dates, mm-hmm. and then I saw that you guys were had added on more, and the next thing you know, it's like and sold out. I'm like, well. Maybe I can go sit in the the DJ booth and just watch it from up there. You could have called me. I would have picked you up. I'll just sit over in the wings. I'll just watch behind the curtain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in Divine Grace, who plays Dorothy, um, local legend, everyone loves Divine Grace. Her mother went into hospice and passed away during this rehearsal process. And well, she was laid up in the hospital for well, a while so before then, that. Yeah. And then her, yeah, like, oh my lord. But then in the process of planning the funeral, she ended up back in the hospital with a collapsed lung. So she woke up, had to go back to do her mother's funeral, deliver the eulogy, flew in, learned it all in one day, and then we put it together. It was, I mean, it was insane. The schedule was ridiculous. I don't think that we could have done it if we had stopped and thought about it. Probably. But because it was just pure adrenaline. And at that point, we were like, well, we've sold tickets, so this is happening, whether we want it to or not. Um, I think that's what pushed it to to be what it was. Oh, God. And it was, I can't wait to do it again. That's all I'm going to say. We'll leave it there. But it is so <laughs> fun, and I can't wait to do it again. That's awesome. And that's a testament to you all as as actors and as performers and as people to be able to pull it together that quickly and not a single person that I know that saw it had a negative word to say about it. We got standing ovations every single night, people leaping to their feet before we had taken the final bout. Like it would, I was overwhelmed. I'm still overwhelmed. It doesn't feel like the experience was real and not for nothing, you know, Drag has become my job, my full-time job. In any job, no matter how much you love it, it's work. (laughs) And you can lose your passion for it. And I had been losing a lot of my steam. I just was tired. Uh, The thought of shaving and putting on fake eyelashes was not very fun or appealing anymore. And doing this run of the Golden Gals made me love drag again. It made me look forward to doing it again. And it's kind of given me the kick in the ass to get back out there and make every show great. Nice. And the crew was amazing for the show. The crew was amazing. Although I heard that y'all sold VIP tickets but didn't have a uh, a professional photographer that the Parliament House normally uses for events there. so Well, you were gone. <laughs> Nobody asked me. I'm right. I asked about you. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> and I was told you were gone. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, because I, did. I didn't realize that you guys were doing VIP tickets for it. And uh, the opening night, I was in Chicago. It was that Friday night. And one of my friends was at the opening night show. And he messaged me. He's like, oh, are you taking pictures tonight? And I'm like, I'm in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) No, I asked like, uh, I think it was the Wednesday. Yeah, we opened on Friday. So it was Wednesday. Uh Um, I was like, so what's going on with VIP? What's the meet and greet like? What are we doing? Um, We, Gidget and I had had the posters printed out and signed and all that. So we were good on our end. We were like, so what do we need to do? Where's Pat? Like, how much do we pay him? Oh, he's not here, girl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can't you just have your husband or your roommate snap a picture on their phone i was like oh, uh, okay. okay well all right then, all right, then. that's what's going to happen but it was uh, fine we sat there and ate cheesecake and drank coffee no and all the pictures looked fantastic yeah. they all everybody loves them all i just keep seeing pictures of people sitting at the table with you guys and it's just awesome so well, I, i'm just sad that i did not get to be a part of it 
my this favorite thing. Well, you you'll be there for, for sure. the next one if you're here. Um, my favorite part of my favorite compliment, my favorite feedback from the audience was that you know these are fans much like myself that were very young or not yet born whenever the Golden Girls was in its original run, um, but they've become just these like super mega fans over the years and it gave them a chance to kind of experience what a live taping of the show must have been like and there wasn't one single night where we weren't making each other break character <laughs> i spit all over the audience a couple times i spit right in trinity taylor's face i was gonna say i heard that i love it that's too funny <laughs> i thought she was upset but i couldn't tell because her face wasn't moving <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> so so we are happy to have you back on the show with us. I'm so happy to be had. We are going to chat a little bit about the most current season, which is currently airing of RuPaul's Drag Race, and that is season eleven. Yeah, which I may have seen you on the first episode. That's right. Yes, God. Oh, crap. see, I could have been in that Pepsi commercial. <laughs> oh, crap. I love it. So I was like, how are you going to get Monet to go do that commercial? I like her, but she don't look like she sits around all day drinking Pepsi. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I look like I haven't left my stool in years. Norm. (laughs) That sounds really dirty. Um, It's not good to hold on to your stool for that long. It's not. You have to let it go. Let it go. Be one with the wind and sky. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So before we dig into any of the episodes or your experience coming back for the uh, the opening photography challenge of uh, episode one. Mm-hmm. Let's do a quick rundown of the contestants as if they were all still here. Okay. Because we know we've lost a couple of them. That's so fine. I want to get... Uh, we'll go through... Well, it. hey, it's also season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race. They could all be coming back next week. You have no idea. They're pulling out all the stops these days. They're like, oh, we've never done it before. For the first time in Drag Race history, we've decided to kick out the cast and bring back season one. <laughs> what you don't know is that season 12 cast has already been announced as everybody from this season. Exactly. Minus the winner. <laughs> Even the winner might show up. <laughs> What you don't know is we've replaced RuPaul's coffee with Folgers crystals. (laughs) Let's see if he notices. She never has two cups. (laughs) Oh, boy. So I'm going to go through and and you guys give me your quick impression of the girls. All right. Girls. Girls. Oh, could that be the next thing y'all do? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We've thought about facts of life, but Gidget and but I could be like decide F-A-X? who was going to be Natalie. And, it- <laughs> <laughs> and who, what am I going to do? Hire Asia Black to come be Tootie? Yes. Don't Actually, yes. So Actually, yes. <laughs> oh, no. So here's the thing. So we were meeting with Don and Susan, who own Parliament House. We, they we own everything. everything at the Parliament House. <laughs> we went to dinner with them after the first Saturday night show. And, you know, they loved it. They were beside themselves. It was such a huge success and they were really happy for it. So Susan said, in all seriousness, I know what you guys should do next. You need to do some episodes of that show about the dry cleaner who you know they move from like the bad neighborhood to the good neighborhood and it's got that great song and then i was like moving on up she said yeah that song i said the jeffersons you want me 
Gidget Galore, Divine Grace, and Mr. Miss Adrian, and Doug Bowser to be the Jeffersons. <laughs> In all seriousness, she said, yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> and I said, more than we can cover right now. You signed the paychecks, girl. I'm just going to say, we'll put it on the back burner. <laughs> this could be your whiz. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. Um, no, we once we have decided that we have like played out the whole Golden Gals experience, um, I think we want to move into designing ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we need to re-record the theme song. Thank you for being a pal. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciation is key. I don't know. Um Anyway, <laughs> travel down the block and back again. Friendship. You love everyone. <laughs> uh, All right. So let's go through this list. Akira C. Davenport. I think that she epitomizes pageantry. Um, I think that she is. I know that we've really used opulence like five million times, but I feel like she really is opulent. I think every time she hits the runway, she is pageant perfection, and I feel like she is the second coming of Kennedy da- Davenport. Different type of entertainer, but the same energy. Gotcha. I would agree. <laughs> I mean, same. I concur. <laughs> I was gonna say it's the second, Ditto. It's the second coming of Kennedy, but. Ginger stole that, so it's same cool. sis. Same sis. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, she's the current Miss Black Universe, right? Or she yes. was Miss Black Universe at the time of the filming. Uh, filming, yes. Okay, because uh, have they? Did they just have that? I don't know. Uh, There's so many pageants right now. Yeah. I'm so out of the loop. I love pageants, but I haven't had the time yeah. to really. Um, Ariel Vasashi. Okay, so Ariel Versace. Versace. Um, I've actually known her for several years. She used to do some hair for me. Um, you know, I used to, to farm out my hair needs because I'm not good at hair. Everybody knows that. Uh, if it's not a, a spray paint forehead, I don't know how to do it. Um, but she, I had commissioned her to do some work for me, and we got to know each other through that before I, I met my really good friend, Chad, who does all my hair now and is just exceptional and wonderful, and I love him. Thanks, Chad. Get your hair from Integration on Instagram. Ding! Um, <laughs> but I got to know her from that, and I've worked with her several times uh, when I've been in Philly. Um, I think she's lovely, and one thing that I actually really respect about her is that she is not afraid to speak her mind, and she's not afraid to own up to what she said. Um and she's also not afraid to apologize if something she said maybe was taken the wrong way or came across uh, uh, much more harshly than she meant it. Um, I haven't been too incredibly impressed with what she's presented uh, on the runway only because I know the kind of looks that she has put together for Instagram for the last couple of years. You, she, you know, she got her, her name and her brand from Instagram. Um, so I think that maybe I had too high expectations of her runway wise, um, that she hasn't quite lived up to yet, but who knows? We're only three episodes in, so Absolutely. it could get bigger and better. And yeah, of course you don't want to give away all the good stuff right at the beginning, but it's season 11 and there's 15 girls and it seems like a lot of them are coming for blood. Yeah. You know, absolutely. My thing with Ariel is 
I was interested to see how she would translate from Instagram to the competition of Drag Race. Because, you know, she's not a pageant girl, so she's not used to that kind of competition. She's used to taking a photo, uploading it, and seeing what happens. So it's real interesting to see how the transition from an Instagram drag queen to a competition drag queen is for her. But it bothers me that particularly Silky keeps coming after her for being just an Instagram queen and just a fashion girl. Yeah. She's been a performer for years. Well, yeah. She may not be everyone's favorite type of performer, but Ariel is a performer. She's had main like like regular club gigs for years. And I don't like that she is being discredited as a performer just because she doesn't do the same type of drag as some of the other girls. I've been in Silky and Vanjie's position. We all saw how I felt about other people's drag on season seven. Um, but because I, I had to learn about that the hard way, I hate seeing other girls discredit it and do it as well. Uh. Because I think the whole world of drag is a lot more fun when nobody is the same or when everyone's doing their own thing. And that's, that's not where I came from. I came from pageant and polished and perfection and tits and hip pads and, and like big hair and all that, which I still love and enjoy, but it doesn't make it automatically better or worse yeah. than somebody who sits and takes a picture and face tunes it and puts it up. There's art and beauty in that as well, and I I don't know. I'm it just bothers very me. Attacked right now. <laughs> well, but <laughs> it was an opinion, and I'm not trying to discredit Ariel for what she does. I no, think I'm not saying that you are. I think she's are. very stunning. I think she, her translation from the Instagram world to to television has been very well done. But it's just interesting to see that. Transition. Well, I'm not discrediting you, and I'm not saying I'm not attacking you. I'm saying like. Every single episode, it seems like yeah, in her somebody, confessionals, yeah. Silky in particular has yeah. led the 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 march against yeah. her not being an entertainer and not being a performer, and she is. I mean, credit where it's due, yeah. she is. And we already had a an Instagram look queen make the top three a couple seasons back. So yeah, well, I mean, Violet for the most part was you know she was she was a performer as well, but she also focus mainly on looks and photo shoots and you know in my head at that time i was like but you're not out there in the trenches you're not shaking your ass for a couple dollars here and there um so i didn't view it as valid as entertainment um but having seen how she's progressed and and how much work she does put into it i i see the beauty and the art in it now yeah i don't want them to be blinded and turned off to being receptive to the other girls that's it that's fine all right next on the list is brooklyn heights i love brooklyn i've actually known her for years she's a former miss continental um her mother was she did continental plus with me for years fahrenheit and their whole family is beautiful their whole family is canadian and they're just the nicest most professional drag family i think i've ever worked with um i think that brooklyn is absolutely stunning on stage and such a performer there are things she does with her body that i didn't even know was possible because <laughs> i'm more of a weeble wobble i won't fall down but she can somehow crawl and contort herself and she goes all the way up on her toes to do the the point with the ballet mm-hmm. and like it's 
she is the real deal. I she love Florida Mama. Yeah. Yes. All right. So next on the list, we have got Mercedes Amon Diamond. Appalance. <laughs> she owns everything. <laughs> well, so first of all, I was the very first Miss Minnesota Continental Plus where she is from. So I got to meet her several years back. Um, she's a really lovely girl. And I think that whether she proceeds far in the competition or not, she's already won the season because she's this year's Miss Vanjie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She is oh, already yeah. so memed everywhere. They're going to meme her ass to death, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it is literally taking on a life of its own, this whole opulence thing. I yeah. fucking love it. I love it, too. Because what? there's opulence. You own everything. Ambulance. You, you broke, broke everything. everything. Turbulence. You spill everything. Opryland. <laughs> Y'all sing everything. <laughs> what else is there? There's a lot. Let's just... There's oh, the, literally do it with anything. The OnlyFans. See my everything. <laughs> For $9.99 a month. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think that no matter what, like she's already set for a little while and the way things have been going each season, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought her back for season 12, if she does happen to get eliminated on season 11. And she showed that she can tear it apart on the stage. Oh, absolutely. So that's, it's one thing when you're just like, all right, you're that, you end up being memed a lot from the season or whatever. And then you just kind of, you know, we don't really get to see anything good from you, but I mean, she tore it apart in that lip sync. Yes. So, oh, she sure did. Yeah. So I, I think she'll be okay. Oh yeah. When she she'll comes out, okay. when she comes out performing her uh, Adam Joseph remix as a, as a number. <laughs> oh yeah, she's already got a remix. I yeah. love <laughs> it. I love it. It's perfect. No, this is she's great, she's and good. she's already made an impression no matter what. Yes, absolutely. Moving on, we have Nina West. Oh, <gasps> Nina. I love Nina West. Well, she's the third Nina yeah. that we've had on Drag Race. <laughs> you know, Nina Flowers, Nina Benina Fantina Fun Brown, and now Nina West. I've known Nina West for so long through the pageant world, which is funny because she only did two pageants. She won both. She won. She won her prelim. To uh-huh. the National Entertainer of the Year pageant, and then she won National Entertainer of the Year with her now legendary living gown. Yeah. Um, she very quickly kind of cemented herself in the drag world as an icon. Yeah. Because she's so creative and she's so out there and she doesn't mind taking chances. And she is what I always tried my hardest to be here in Orlando. You know, she's definitely a musical theater boy who tries to parlay that into <laughs> drag, into the world of drag, and is very successful at it. Um, her shows that she does every year with Virginia West up in Columbus, mm-hmm. I mean, they sell out as soon as they go, you know, or as soon as the tickets are released, they're immediately sold out. And the shows are always bigger and better. And there's big production numbers and costumes, and they're so creative. And that's what I'm excited most to see from her on Drag Race, which I haven't really seen yet. So I'm hoping she's saving, like, like the big, exciting things um, for maybe something coming up. Uh, yeah, but I hope we see it soon, just in case she does go home. Like, I don't want it. I don't want it to be a missed opportunity for her because 
Yeah. You can't save that kind of stuff because you never know what's going to happen. Like, Well, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, do you save it? Yeah. And, and so you have somewhere to build to, somewhere to go, or do you just reveal it now and go, well, I don't really have yeah. anything else. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's a really delicate balance. It's like a freaking cat walking on ice. I don't know. Is See, that a thing? A cat it, walk? Don't I mean, they walk it, it like this? <laughs> I don't know. It's like know. a dog in socks. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. a dog in socks. Um, but I, I adore her, and I have for years and years and years. And I know that the fan base has been clamoring for Nina yeah, West to absolutely. be on the show. For a long time. So I think she might actually kind of be feeling the pressure going into it, knowing that there's a bunch of people that are already like, okay, bitch, show me what you can do. Yeah. yeah. My thing with Nina is I I just love the fact that she's donated over a million dollars to charities. Like outside of being a performer, she's donated so much. Like all the tips she gets goes right to a charity. Um, so I and Nina's just such a humbling person to be around. She's just so loving and so accepting of everything. Just, and she loves Disney. Yeah. She's We're a Disney huge freaks. Disney nerd. That's yeah. Awesome. I love it. And I mean she got to play Ursula on stage already. <laughs> I don't need to play Ursula on stage. I'm going to play her in the movie, damn it. <laughs> you can insert the cricket sound effect right there. <laughs> um, I will say, though, before we move on yeah. from Nina, that her performance as the like the Pentecostal um, television show host, the evangelical hostess, was great. Oh, yeah. Yes. Their entire team was yeah. fantastic. Sans Mercedes, yeah. who had to like ease her way into it but once she did her wig reveal she was everything she yeah. owned everything <laughs> hair follicles you own everything i love i love nina's thorgy impersonation it was probably my favorite thing i've ever seen <laughs> ever that's the first thing that came to my mind yeah. and then it was oh my god you're also a mop i couldn't tell if she was like the thing in like a car wash or yes. see that's what so. i would have wanted if i had gotten a chance to do the fringe runway i would have just dressed like the car wash and spun <laughs> down the... put a bubble machine somewhere in it i think that would have been sickening that would have been so fun i'd have died that right? see, that's, that's why fantastic. i want to go back i just want to have fun with this or like, shit and not take like it seriously like true a fri- like a pinata that would have been cute too yeah true absolutely and well candy at the judges arm well we already did that at miss comedy queen our oh, current that's right. reigning Miss Comedy Queen. I forgot um, we did that. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. spectacular. She is. I like her a yeah. lot. All right. Who's next on the list? Next up, we got <laughs> Plastic Tiara. Beauty. Ooh. Oh, she's stunning. I think she is one of the most beautiful queens that have ever walked through those workroom oh, doors. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. We've Just seen Fishy beautiful. before, but nothing like. Well, plastic. see, I think a lot of people take Fishy and, like, I think it. They don't understand what fishy actually means. Fishy means you could pass as a natural woman. And I think that whether you are viewed as a beauty or not, there are beautiful girls who are fishy and there are beautiful girls who are not. Like Miss Fame is beautiful. She's stunning, but she's not fishy. I don't look at Miss Fame and say... I don't know. Is that a woman? You know what I mean? Especially when you see the tape on the side of her head. (laughs) I saw it up close and in person. (laughs) And it was still beautiful, damn it. Um, It's the prettiest tape this side of the Mississippi. So I, but like, you look at somebody like Stacey Lane Matthews. She looks like a 
you know, a, a born and raised woman to me. Yeah. And she is. Oh, absolutely. But I, you, you, but you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. You don't need to be a size two and yeah. have, yeah. like, be but, classically pretty to be fishy. Exactly. You just exactly. need to be a woman. Yeah. A woman. A woman. Um, which. I don't know. I mean, I don't want that to be taken the wrong way. I think people can decipher what I'm trying to say oh, yeah. from it. I get fumble over my words, but apologies. Um, you offended <laughs> everyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I look at plastique and I, yeah, I absolutely say she's absolutely stunning. I don't know that I would call her particularly fishy because she's still doing like drag to me. She's yeah. got the 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 heavy contour and the really chiseled eye and i think that her drag is really really um it's new and it's exciting but it's still really kind of old school the way she paints and i really love that it's new but familiar yeah but like you look at pheromone who i think is just as stunningly beautiful as plastique but her makeup translates a little more fishy to me a little more mm. natural i'm walking down the street You're walking I, children I, in nature i'm walking yeah. children in nature i think when you put it that way people will understand what you mean what you were trying to say yeah i mean that's all i was trying to say but anyway next up is raja o'hara raja <laughs> i hate <laughs> when i get to have a raja i feel like i i hate when i get to the point where it's like did we just merge two previous contestants? <laughs> Hello, Mara. Hello, Raja. <laughs> In the first challenge, I was paired with Raja. Um, I I like her. I thought it was funny when she was doing the the preseason interview circuit, and she said, "I'm just excited because like I'm the first openly Christian queen." I was like, no, honey, no. Like, I'm cross-dresser for Christ, but I wasn't even the first. No. There have been girls from season one coming on there going, hey, I'm Christian and I'm proud of it and whatever. I, I try to merge my religious beliefs with my drag, not let one dictate the other and blah, 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 blah. Um, so she, tra- Christian, she tried to own everything, <laughs> uh, but she did not. And uh, the fan base really kind of put her in her place very quickly. And I don't, I like her. I've met her a couple times. We had fun doing that mini challenge together. And we've gotten to know each other a little better since then. But I kind of feel like she's one of the girls that just talks so that she can be the first one to say her opinion without kind of thinking about everything that implies. I could see that. Yeah. I, could see I don't that. think it's necessarily a bad thing. I just think she kind of digs herself into a hole sometimes. Um, but she's a nice girl. And from what I have seen, I haven't seen a whole lot. I feel like she is a very good performer. You know, she's from the Davenport family. And that's kind of signature for them. You have to be an incredible live entertainer. Um, so I'd be very surprised if she wasn't. A lot of the stuff we've seen out her has been pretty. Yeah, yeah. Her, I mean, her runways have been pretty. So I did not love what she walked in wearing, though. <clears throat> I thought it was an interesting idea with the newspapers. Yeah, and I always, I also thought that she um, was in a perfect position to make our picture together really incredible because she had this dress made out of newspapers. Yeah, and 
we weren't allowed as the guests to direct the way the photo shoot went. It was strictly on the contestants. So I'm trying like telepathically to beam into her head. You make me sit on the couch and read your paper while oh, you just pose. That would have been great. And it could have been this whole like red for filth kind of thing and or headline like breaking news, whatever. Yeah. It could have been this epic, beautiful picture, but she was so kind of overwhelmed with everything going on. She kept losing those damn earrings <laughs> that I <laughs> That's how you really feel sis. <laughs> oh no. Our photo shoot should have taken like ten minutes and ended up taking thirty because she kept just losing the earrings. So PSA for everybody out there who wants to wear these beautiful, gorgeous pageant jewels, I love them. I think they're amazing. My friend Lolly Cox makes all of mine, and she's very good friends with Chad from Integration Wigs. Call them, get a two-for-one ginger special. Ting! All right. But if you're going to wear them, you have to secure them to your head. I super glue mine on. And then I put a magnet to the back of it, so it's not going anywhere. If I was physically capable of doing a somersault, that would still stay on my ear when all was said and done. So if you're going to wear them, just secure them however you can. And since Ginger's a dancing queen, they never come off when she dances. That's right. Now my top does. (laughs) But that's just for artistic purposes. Artistic purposes? No, artistic purposes. (laughs) Super glue. You won't lose anything. <laughs> yes! There we go. <laughs> Boots and pants. Boots and pants. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Next up is Scarlet Envy. Scarlet Envy. Ivy Winters. I mean, Scarlet Envy. No, uh, she looks like the love child of Pearl. <laughs> and Tammy and Brown. And Tammy Brown. Uh, with Ivy's, the hair of Ivy Winters. I got Ivy real quick when she walked in. I was like, Ivy? No, I don't think she Ivy. looks like Ivy except for the hair. Not now, because Ivy's got that, that mustache going on. I'm I know, I love that. It's so good. Oh, Lord. It's While so she's hand-making hot air balloons. <laughs> and stained glass in the shape of phallic penises i love ivy winters (laughs) simply for the fact that if i'm having a bad day i will call her and say girl what are you doing and it's always oh i'm hand dipping candy canes right now to hang on my self-harvested tree (laughs) she just got internet like last year (laughs) internet she just got it 
Good uh, for Ivy, though. Living on a farm, living off the land, doing her thing. I love Good, I Oh, I love she's Ivy. She's one of the best people she in the is. whole wide world. But and this isn't uh, even about her. This is Scarlet in me. <laughs> um, she really is. You know, well, she. I believe she's Pearl's drag daughter. Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. And that yeah, all, like half the season is drag daughters, cousin nieces huh. of all. Yeah. Of... Well, so when we were doing the first episode, and you know, I didn't get paired up until halfway through the mini challenge, um, and we didn't know who we were getting until we got out there. So all these girls keep coming back, like, "Oh, it's my daughter. It's my niece. It's my sister. It's my." I'm like. Who the hell did they dredge up for me? <laughs> I have expected to walk out and see like Gidget Galore or, or the Minx or like somebody. So I get out there and I'm like, oh, who is this girl? <laughs> and I don't mean that in a shady way. It was just like, you know, when your mind starts running quickly going, oh my God, so who could it be? Who are the possibilities? Yeah. If everybody's being paired with a family member, who did they pull out of the woodworks for me? You're like, which part of the family tree are you on, sis? Come on. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, I'm Kennedy's niece. I'm like, oh, okay. That's all. That makes sense. I see the roundabout way we got here. <laughs> but um, Scarlet, <laughs> I think that there's something very naturally beautiful about her. And I like that it's very androgynous. I like that um, there is certainly a feminine quality to her, but she doesn't really focus on that. At least it appears to me that she just kind of, she knows who she is and who she wants to be. And that's cool with her. And I liked when, did you see that? So the first uh, outfit that she wore to walk into the workroom, she was getting torn apart for it online by the fan base going girl you look so masculine you should have done this and you should have done that and she made this entire post about it which usually i'm like girl stop defending yourself it's silly but it made sense when i read it and i was like oh i get what you're going for she wanted to celebrate both sides of being masculine and feminine and being what she felt is absolutely beautiful and i think that that's the coolest thing about her as an artist is that she is her own person and marches to the beat of her own drum, and she doesn't really give a shit what other people say. I can see that. Yeah. I like her. Well, I, I think she's great. I mean, I have not that I'm against her. No, I'm not a huge fan yet. I she just seems overly cocky for what we've seen. I will say that what basing it just on watching the show as a spectator, um. I would agree with you, and I don't feel like she's really being shown at all. Yeah. Um, I think that's because she's a New York queen, and there's so much pressure on New York queens on the show. But there's also so many of them yeah. now. Yeah. That, yeah. That New York is to, the new you, Florida have, for drag yeah, race. Yeah, that you have to kind of stand out compared to all the other queens from New York that have come out. And I think it's her way of being like, okay, y'all want to be from New York. I'm from New York, too. Look what I can do. Yeah, I don't even know if it's that, though. I just feel like they haven't really shown much either way about her on the show. But having been on set and, and yeah. met her and talked with her, I understand her as an artist now, I think, more than the the regular viewing public does. Um, so I hope that that comes across a little bit more as the season progresses. But uh, I will agree with you strictly based on the show. Yeah. And, and that's across, always tough. That's always yeah, tough. Yeah. Uh, comes across as a little um, cocky for no reason. Yeah. But having known her, I think it's just, I don't think, I don't think that she's being cocky. I think she's being very sure of. Confident. Uh, very confident in yeah. her choices. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, speaking of New York, next up we've got Sugar Cane. <gasps> I love Sugar Cane. I love her so much. Um, theater boy, theater baby. Uh, what my favorite picture that has surfaced of her was she was playing the male lead in Xanadu. And I'm actually getting ready to go on tour to do Xanadu with Jinx Monsoon. I don't even know if I can say it, but fuck it, we're saying it. Um, we're doing a six-month national tour. Um, and so we were looking through things, and of course, it pops up that Sugarcane played this role and looks so cute and, and so Malone? talented. Yeah. Um, if only there were a book. A magic <laughs> book. I listed all the locations of Los Angeles and had their phone numbers next to it. Los Angeles. <laughs> um, so... I if actually, you didn't know, I love Xanadu the Musical. Well, Absolutely fucking love it. I'm playing Mary Testa's role. Oh, I love and it. Jinx is playing the other one. She's playing Jackie Hoffman. Jackie Hoffman's? Role. Yeah. But they're actually rewriting it for us. What? Yeah. Interesting. I'm very excited about it. Anyway. Nice. All right. Back um, to Sugarcane. Sorry. So anyway, this is just like a, a loose way of, of pulling both <laughs> stories together. But I met Sugarcane a couple years ago when I was doing a brunch in New York City, one of the Voss Events brunches. And she's worked, you know, for him in New York for well as long as I've worked for him. Um so nice, so talented, I think just really beautiful yeah. um in an old school kind of drag way. Um I, I don't know. I just I'm really in her corner and I want to see her do well. Nice. Uh, silky nutmeg ganache. Silky. silky Big silk silky. out of the good old milk. Much, much, can't, can't. <laughs> um, I know Silky from Continental Plus. I've known her for several years now. She's one that drives me crazy because I understand everything about her. I understand where she's coming from. I understand why she feels the need to do the things she does and say the things she says. Um, but I also understand how badly it's going to affect her when people lash out against it. You don't always have to be on 100%. It's okay to show the human side of yourself without worrying about making great TV or worrying about being the center of attention. Um, she naturally has a huge personality, and we've had some really great times together, and I love her as an entertainer. There's something very infectious about watching her on stage but she does need to learn how to just dial it back a little bit and Bring it to an eight not let 11 everybody yeah. <laughs> it's season 11 not volume <laughs> 11 um it's okay to let other people have a moment while you breathe in the corner yeah so i think that would be my only concern about her going forward is that she doesn't seem to be letting up she doesn't seem to be stopping and taking a moment taking a breath and taking it all in um instead she's just pile driving through it she's trying to get everything to be a catchphrase everything yeah well and then we have the backlash of her sexual misconduct allegations and whatnot that have all come out since the show started but if you look at the way she's handled herself with some of the guest judges like miley on the first episode and and then um guillermo oh God, what's his guillermo name? diaz yes yeah, from, from yeah, scandal. scandal yep um this past week on untucked she has no sense of personal space well I'm, i won't say she has no sense but it's coming across is that she doesn't have any kind of sense of personal space um and she's picking them up and she's 
grinding on them yeah. and she's doing all these things that it's just not okay to do if you don't ask for permission first. Yeah. If there's not some kind of consent, you shouldn't be doing it. Also, with her social media presence, she's got to like dial it back a little bit because it's coming across as very strong, very pointed. Every time someone says something about her on social media, it's an instant attack on them. It's not like, a, hey, let's try to understand this. And as somebody who's done that before, it's not like she just needs to relax. Like people are going to have their their critiques about you and their yeah. opinion about you. You don't have to go out there and prove them wrong every time. Like, let them have their opinion. Let Girl, let them do their thing. Just relax. Because sometimes in doing that, you inadvertently prove their point. Exactly. And, yeah. and you just add to fuel to the fire. And yeah. it continues. And it never gets put out. It just continues to grow and grow and grow and grow. And it just makes you look bad. Absolutely. Yeah. So, And, and it, I understand she's passionate. Yeah. And it's great to have passion. But oh, exactly. you, you've got to harness it. And use it for good. Yeah. Use your powers for good. Um, and I think she is very powerful. You know, she has a huge presence about her. Yeah. And she has a way of drawing the eye to her and drawing the camera to her. So I think she needs to use it wisely. Yeah. For sure. Now on to my favorite contestant. Everybody knows how much I love her. Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. We love Vanjie. What? I don't like Vanjie. Oh, why that's, not? that's the fourth one. Well, that's oh, the fourth no, one. Why? Oh, wait, I thought, I, wait, I thought one. we were being serious about liking her. I was like, oh, no. I love Vanjie. You know what it is? I don't mind her this season for the most part. I think she is. She knows a little bit of the game now, yeah. having done the the first episode of this the previous season. So she is constantly trying to interject. Like during um, uh, Mercedes and uh, Kahana's lip sync, when you can hear her yelling like over everything, I'm like, well, all right. Well, I mean, that's also post-production and making yeah. sure that her mic slid up a little bit more. Yeah. But I, I you know what it was? The whole Ms. Vanjie. Ms. Vanjie got so overplayed. Well, yeah. That yeah, I was just like, but I, I think, couldn't anymore. But is she to blame for that? Well, I also it, didn't or... like her on her first episode before oh, okay. that. It was just a, it was a perfect storm for me of like not liking her from the minute she walked into the workroom. Oh, till the minute she walked backwards off the stage, <laughs> oh, damn. and then from there, like. Well, but here's the thing: nope, not everybody's gonna connect with every oh, queen yeah. that walks into that building. Um, and I think that's I mean that's par for the course. You're gonna meet people in your life you just automatically don't like. Yeah. But I will say, I give her a lot of credit. For what she's bringing to the runway this season. My question yeah. is, how much of what she's bringing to the runway did she have in store for last um, season? None of she, it. You don't think so? None of it. No. That's, Ru, that's Rue Girl money. Yeah. Uh, that's true. No, because you true. know that she got she did the tours. Yeah. She oh, has, yeah. She she has an unfair advantage. She is one of the most successful first eliminated. 100%. They literally yeah. meme her ass oh, yeah. to death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, oh, no. Yeah. And she made a ton of money off it. And some her. of them were phenomenal. Oh, I, of course. Some of them were phenomenal. I just wish she would wear another color. Well, but I mean, that I Libra guess. outfit, that Libra outfit with her painted on curl. Uh, yeah. Like, I thought that was she had the best. She had the best look for that run. I yeah. think 100%. she has looked stunning. I think that she is television gold. Oh, yeah. I just love that she's this delicate, teeny, <laughs> tiny, petite little porcelain doll that talks like this. <laughs> hello, it's, hello, hello, Christine. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> dorky, we could do dorky. Let's do dorky. 
was like, it sounds like Cookie Monster. You can love Let's go back to Cookie Monster. (laughs) You can love her, you can hate her, but you cannot deny that that bitch is TV gold. She's she's following the blueprint of Shangela, in my opinion. Yes. She came on, had a shitty make your own outfit runway. Oh, yeah. And then was popular enough to be brought back and is doing. A world better than what she did the first the time around. Because yeah. well, you know Alexis Mateo snatched her ass up by the nape of the neck when she got <laughs> home and said, you're not going <laughs> to... I made it to the top three. You are not going to embarrass our family on TV. Right? And then she got all those monies for that meme and going on tour and Vanessa's... And she's like, oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. you're, you brought honor back to the name. You're well, just- <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. And of course, I... I <laughs> information i have none of it (laughs) um but i wouldn't be surprised if we wouldn't if we saw alexis mateo pop up on a a future all-stars simply for the vanjie connection yeah uh, to kind of see what kind of fun they could have together you know i'm very surprised they didn't bring her in for that first episode and pair them together well they may have tried True. you know know with with things like that it kind of goes down to all right, this is what we're doing. This yeah. is the day. This is the time. This is what we need. Who is available? Yeah, no, I get it. Um, and I always try to make myself available because it's fun to be there, especially when you're not competing. It is so fun to be there. <laughs> you're seeing everyone else freak out. And you're just like, oh, okay. oh, that's the thing. Oh, like uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. I make a special guest appearance on this upcoming episode. Ooh. But if I were to make <laughs> a special appearance on this upcoming episode, which I cannot confirm or deny, I would say that the best part about doing that episode would be the fact that I would get to sit backstage with the girls and have a good time while the rest of them are there with their iPods in their ears <laughs> and their scripts in front of their faces freaking out. And I'm just, like, I would just be sitting there going, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, do you, do, would I remember being in that position? It's so traumatic and it's so immediate. And that's, that is your entire world. They strip you of everything else in the world. Yeah. So you can just focus on the task at hand. And so it becomes your your life or death situation, pretty much. Seriously. And when you're there as a guest in the house... And you don't really have anything at stake, then it's fun just to kind of sit back and watch all of it happen. Absolutely. Uh, Evie Oddly is next on the list. I adore Evie Oddly. Um, Evie, when I met Evie, Evie was the the shot girl at Tracks in Denver, which is Nina Flowers Bar. Yes. And I've worked there several times, and... I am not a drug taker of any sort. <laughs> I love to drink alcohol. That is my libation of choice. Libation. Um she's going on a live nation tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so my very first time in uh tra- at tracks in Denver, I had gotten some Twitter messages from evie saying hey i just want to know what kind of like cookies you like what's your favorite flavor cookie i was like oh i love peanut butter not thinking anything about it i get there and this bitch feeds me like what like seven or eight peanut butter 
weed cookies. Oh, Lord. In the course of one song. Oh. I was beyond high because I don't do, I mean, that's so far out of my wheelhouse anyway. Not to mention we're in Denver, Colorado, where it's already like the elevation is screwing with my whole system. It's snowing outside. I'm so hot. I'm like drenched and sweating. I'm running through the dressing room, stripping all my clothes off. I get out into the snow in my stockinged feet with my bra and my hip pads and my panties on and no hair and just start vomiting against the wall. Oh, and then somebody drives by and goes, oh my God, is that Ginger Minge? It's like, yeah. hey sis, vote for me. <laughs> um, And it was just, it's turned into one of those things that's like, I like that bitch. I really like her. I, I think she's fun. I think she's funny. I think that she's so creative. And she's always willing to take chances. And I think that's really, really cool. Not since Sharon have I seen somebody with that kind of aesthetic that I'm so excited about. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the last three we have, we'll just do a quick little talk about what happened. Like, you know, the challenge for the episode and I'm getting kicked off. So we'll do them in order. So we have Soju. Oh, Soju. sister. <laughs> Um, I've met Soju a couple times. I think that she's very charming. She has a great personality. I don't think it really translates well to television. Yeah. Um, I feel like she was in a little over her head yeah. as far as the competition goes. Um, so but yeah. I'm glad that she had the platform to kind of spring her her YouTube series yeah. forward. Bring a little, shed a little more light onto that because Shot with Soju is it's a great online series and it, it really puts the focus back on drag race and the rue girls so i think it's nice to see him kind of come together yeah and she's another one that everyone wanted to see on there for a very long time and then she got on there and then we all saw what happened so i don't have to talk or put my pads on yeah or wear heels uh, what are you doing girl <laughs> are you gonna put a face on right <laughs> how dare you you're not ginger minge <laughs> <laughs> but i have a strong feeling we'll see her see her come back for another season i just i feel like she, i don't know i don't i, I don't like, i don't think she had the same impact as uh as a shangela as a i Vanjie. don't either um but i think that's okay i think yeah. that she's going to move forward with the drag race brand oh yeah and she's going to certainly be very successful in it doing what she does best yeah. yeah i don't think what she does best is being a competitor on the show all right so then episode two <laughs> We say goodbye to Kahana Montrese. I love Kahana. 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 Um, Coco Montrese, of course, is our good Orlando sister. Before yep. she went out to Vegas to be a Vegas showgirl, she was one of our own right here. And, you know, when I was first starting drag, she was um, pretty much at her pinnacle here in Orlando. Uh, I learned a lot from her. She's always been a very good sister to me. She's always been really lovely, very encouraging. I, I, I really, really adore her. So I knew going into this that whoever she chose to be her child was going to kind of embody the same qualities that she has and that she finds important. And from what I know of Kana, she certainly is um, a lot like her mother in the sense that She's very kind and she's very talented and she wants to be as perfect as possible at all times. And all of those things don't always mesh together. Yeah. So there's always some kind of struggle there. Um, and I get it. I understand it completely. But 
I think she's a beautiful boy, a beautiful girl, and a fantastic entertainer. Yeah. Her song was great, too. That music video is one of the best oh, yeah. drag race music videos Oh, it's so good. Ever. And that song is good, too. It's catchy. It's very catchy. Yeah. It scores. It's got a good beat. You can dance to it. <laughs> Remember Score Candy Bars? No. Yes. No. Yeah. Oh, they were just I, I, disgusting. I when did they come out? It was like the dark brown, shiny wrapper with the red writing on it. Yeah. And it was S-K-O-R. I want to say so, yeah. Oh, wait. They're still, aren't they still around? They might be. I don't know. They were terrible, though. <laughs> they were really kind of gross. Oh. Uh, All right. Episode Do you remember the Cookies <laughs> and Cream Hershey, though? Oh. Yes. That's so no. good. Is that still no. a thing? No. I would love one. But the gold the gold Hershey bar is delicious. What's that? It's a Hershey bar, but it's got um, pretzel in it. Oh, I don't want that. So remember good. pretzel M&M's? No. I knew they were a thing. I never had them. Those were good. Crispy M and M's. Yes. The peanut. Oh god, those are so good. Those, yeah, those were nice. They had like the, <laughs> the like the wafer kind of thing and the uh-huh. like a crisp rice cereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're hungry. <laughs> um. So I love the fact that one of the, my favorite things when listening to uh, the Race Chaser podcast was Willem saying that she knew that Kahana was Coco's daughter because they're missing the same tooth. Boop. <gasps> I saw that. <laughs> I saw that meme. I did. <laughs> forgot about it till you brought it up. The best part. Score, I love it. Score bar is still around. Yeah. Come cool. on. We'll we'll have it's to. Like, it's like a Heath bar, but they're thinner. But I like Heath bars. Yeah. yeah. It's probably the toffee difference. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so episode three, the most recent ones that we have seen as of this taping, because this will come out right after, uh, or after I think two more episodes come out. Uh, depending on how I put these out there, yeah. um, is Honey Davenport, who we lost after the six-way lip sync for your life, mm-hmm. after they butchered the evangelical television <laughs> show about Mariah Carey. Uh, and I had just come from seeing Mariah in Chicago that Monday to then come back on Thursday and watch that travesty unfold. Well, I was sitting there at the viewing party with honey in New York city. Um, I not a huge fan of Mariah Carey. I like her, but I'm not like a diehard fan, but I somehow seem to know a lot more (laughs) about her as an artist and in her personal life, (laughs) just as myself than they did collectively. Seriously. It was embarrassing at the lack of knowledge that they had overall. Um, and it was even more frustrating that they realized they had a lack of knowledge and still pushed forward. Yep. Um, I agree with the ones who were like, oh, maybe it's not cool to do Whitney. But if you know enough about Whitney, you do not have to focus on the end of her life. You can focus on all of the incredible things that she did, all of her accomplishments, and the reasons that we would be praising her as an icon and a diva and a deity. Well, and what got me was you're doing a Shevangelical Church of Mariah show, you can do a couple of little cracks about like some of the the, the big mishaps in the, her more recent life, but why would you even why would you ever focus on them if you're trying to convert somebody to the Church of Mariah? Exactly. I was getting like I was getting offended that like <laughs> this is what you're using. Well, and of course, like the my religious background is like rising up within me and screaming, 
Lambs, lambs. She calls them lambs. <laughs> lambs are all over the Bible. Right? This is like, it's so easy to make that happen. And they could have thrown, they could have called it, they call the wind Mariah. They could have done any of those references to bring it back to Mariah Carey, to Drag Race. Well, they call the wind Mariah is how she got her name. Exactly. And it's just, it's, there's so much about it that she was such a big part. She is such a big part of pop culture that there is no way that you can sit there and tell me you don't know more about her. Exactly. At all. So that was frustrating, but it was even more frustrating that they didn't just collectively decide to do something else. And then they just took the few things that Rue said in that walkthrough, and then that's what they used and just kept going back to. Uh And then Plessy with Oriana Grande. (laughs) (laughs) If it was me, I would have fought to do something like Tina Turner, because I know everything about Tina Turner, her her original like before she was Tina Turner when she was anime Bullock I know everything about her life and her career I could have guided everybody in the right direction you just need a one person to know everything about one other person there's six people on that team somebody anybody had to know something about one other diva that they could have been like something let's I'll I'll help guide like let's write this yeah none of them not a single one of them. Where's Faramo when you need her? For uh, Christina, like <laughs> Oh my god, if it was Christina versus Britney, that would have been, been everything. 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 But I I don't know. Or anyway, it's, Whitney versus Tina. It was very frustrating to watch, especially <laughs> since the very first group, the uh, the Britney group was so fantastic. Amazing. They were so spot on and everything was slick. It was you could tell that they were improving and having fun, but you could tell that there was certainly a plan going into it. Yeah. Um, and I, I loved it. Brooklyn, as much as I love her, was weaker than most of them, but not as weak as Mercedes, yeah. who just wore her outfit from the week before back out on stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, with them same boots, too. Like, or with, with she grabbed uh, Plastique's boots, because yeah. furry boots <laughs> and, her, and her outfit from the week before. And then she botched the one line that she had, <laughs> which I feel could have been a very funny line if it was played correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, she she was very lucky. She ended up on the team. She did absolutely. Yeah. Um, Vanjie killed it. She was hysterical. <laughs> Nina West, <laughs> thank you, Vanjie. Killed it. I stink myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will say, for as much as I don't like her, I have appreciated her on this season. So. Hasn't changed my mind 100%, but I, but I, really I give her credit. But I feel like, overall, that team worked together, and they knew the, what they were the doing. subject yes. matter. And, um, if it, and if it was only one or two people that knew that much about it, they helped guide that entire script. Exactly. Which worked well. Exactly. Um, so let's let's point out uh, Honey Davenport, since this was she's the last one, and this was the episode that she went home on. What are your thoughts on Honey? <sighs> I really like Honey. I've always liked Honey a lot. She's another one of the Davenport family. Incredible entertainer. Um, she's like one of the crown jewels of New York City. Yeah. You know, she is very well respected and beloved by that entire community. Um, and was part of a whole, like, crazy social media uprising. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, for, uh, what was Monster? Monster, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, when there was the whole issue about, like, um, the racism, the racist, the racist ads, yeah. and like all this stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that. Happened. Yes, yeah. actually, I met Mitch Farino on the Kesha cruise. Yeah, because he was there with Bob and Bob's boyfriend and all that. I was chatting with yeah. them, and I was like, "Oh my god, I, 
I listened to sibling rivalry and, you know, like when all the honey stuff, you know, came up, I, you know, I'd heard your name and I'm like, that's so awesome because I'm to meet you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's how I first really kind of learned about honey. Yeah. Cause that was, I think, Drycon weekend. Yeah. That was, cause yeah, I want to say I was the... on the train back from the city yeah. and was reading and watching those videos and all of that. They were supposed to do a Drycon show there and then that happened. And they backed out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I mean, it was insane and it went viral and, yeah. and that's the type of person that honey is. That's the type of entertainer she is. She's, um, very politically minded. She, she totally wants to take care of her community. And I, that's why she's such an icon in yeah. New York and people just love her. So it was very, uh, jarring to see her go so quickly yeah i don't know that i completely agree with it um simply based on that challenge yeah i thought her runway was stronger than a lot of the other runways uh it was more creative i thought that while her performance wasn't fantastic uh, there were a few that co- could probably be pinpointed in that group that were worse. Yeah, and I, think, I thought her lip sync was better than I think most when she of them. threw herself off the stage. I think that kind of because I mean it could all be editing, but when they panned it, when they they cut to Rue and she just had that look of disgust, I was like, Rue was well, not happy. Well, her this mom episode. jumped off the stage during seven and it was fine. Well, well yeah, mean. Kennedy went off the stage. Sahara went off oh, the stage. Yeah. Like it, Mimi picked someone up. I mean, <laughs> but. And went home, so she's just uh, that's she's true. following that's Mimi's true. footsteps. She, yeah. But if you're continuing your family tradition, what better time than when there are five other bitches on the same stage as you and there's nowhere to go? The the season seven final four lip sync that we did um, to Born Naked, there was four of us, and that was almost a disaster. Yeah, because you there's nowhere to go. Yeah, you basically so park and bark during those because you can't yeah. move yeah. around the stage and. It's just really hard to find a spot where you can try to entertain at all and try to pull a little bit of focus from the judges over to you um, with three other people. So I can't imagine having six people on the stage at one time. I thought if there was ever a time for a Davenport to <laughs> jump off the stage, that was it. Yeah. Maybe so, if she did it better. Because it really just looked like she flung herself. Well, who It knows? wasn't so graceful. Who knows? But... She seemed to know the words more yeah. than anybody else in that lip sync. I just, I don't know. I didn't think she was the worst. Yeah. Um, and I truly felt, and I'm sorry, Raja fans, but I felt like Raja probably should have gone home because her runway was nice, but it was boring. Yeah. Um, and she was the team leader. Yeah. And Drag Race has a has set the precedent that. If your team wins and you're the leader, you're typically the winner of the challenge. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened with me on uh, Glamazonian Airways on yeah. season oh, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll say that Mrs. Kasha Davis gave the best performance of the entire challenge. And I know that she did. I picked her to do that role. But the reason that they told me I won was because I led the team to victory. So it's also been turned around in the past and said you know well this was your team so you should be responsible for their failure i'm sorry sashay away yep um i felt like she didn't lead her team at all at least they didn't show us that she did no i forgot that she was the team leader until it was mentioned again until you just mentioned it i forgot she was the (laughs) team leader (laughs) and she was directly opposite honey singing the hymn yeah 
Oh, yeah. No, even if she wasn't team leader, I still think that she... She and um, and Honey were the weakest, too. Because mm-hmm. even though Plastique and... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Akira. Was that Akira? Yeah. It, like, that wasn't a great segment. It was still better it was than better. the him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt like as much as I like Scarlet, I thought she was incredibly weak and out of place yeah in that whole challenge so i don't know i kind of would have put scarlet in the bottom three in my head like if yeah. i'm just basing it on that it would have been scarlet honey and raja i mean but, i'm not 100 percent mad that all six of them had to because overall that entire challenge was really rough really it, rough yes they're half of it certainly yes yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 the britney side was was fantastic yeah. they deserved the win they deserved all of that. There were a couple of, there was a weak link, a weaker performance, and then a bunch of really good, strong performers. But this is also why I'm like totally in love with season 11 so far, because there's really high highs and really low lows. Yeah. And they usually come within minutes of each other. <laughs> it's exciting. It's finally like really exciting again. Yeah, absolutely. After a couple of seasons that were kind of, okay, everybody's fine. Everybody did a good job. It's. Yeah. It's more fun to see, you know, the ups and downs of the competition. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's our season 11 recap. I don't want to keep you guys much longer. Um, there is actually going to be a second part of this episode that where we uh, will be dishing on past seasons since it used to be a thing with Flame On <laughs> that we always knew a new season was coming when we released our talk with Ginger Minge about the upcoming season. And we missed a few of those. So... I've just been busy. I'm so sorry. I know. We're, I know. Trust me. We don't. We don't begrudge you any of that. Being booked is being blessed. So there you go. But we're gonna <laughs> uh, we're gonna wrap this up, and then we're gonna do a little uh, a little dive into the past seasons, and you guys will get to hear that in two weeks. So uh, thank you, Ginger. Oh, good. Thank you, CJ. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, remember, if you would like to become a, uh, a supporter of Flame On, head over to patreon.com forward slash nerdy show. Support the Nerdy Show Network. You can even earmark some of those dollars come to us. Uh, subscribe, like, rate, review, do all that stuff wherever you find. Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Google Play Music, any of them. And uh, check us out online at flameonshow.com, and you can uh, check out all of our social media links from there. Yeah, and then follow me online on all the platforms, and go watch Dumplin' and Super Drags on Netflix, now yes. streaming. Yes. Yeah. You're at Ginger Minge Official, or The Ginger Minge? Uh, it depends. Oh, God, there's so many. <laughs> we'll just search Ginger Minge, <laughs> and we'll look Twitter, for the blue check marks. On Twitter, it's at The Ginger Minge, yes. and on Instagram, it's at Ginger Minge. Okay. That's and on it. Facebook, your Ginger Minge official fan page. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, you know, they've changed all the rules on that. So I'm, I barely get on it. Don't fucking worry about that. But <laughs> definitely Instagram and Twitter. There you go. And CJ, where can we follow you? Uh, at the C, which is C-E-E underscore J, J-A-Y, on all social media. And on OnlyFans.com for nine ninety nine a month. every day. Backslash <laughs> at the C underscore J. Dot com. Oh, Do no. <laughs> I need money. I wasn't on Drag Race. I don't have any Netflix shows. I was on Drag Race and have Netflix shows, and I need money. Gingerminge.com. Backslash shop for all your Gingerminge needs, including a brand new fan. Yes. Oh, I do have a brand new fan. Because these fans have been like really taken off. Yes. Um, and especially ours, they're fun. Where can you get it at? 
at my house. I'll get you one. Um, <laughs> but the new one says, bless your heart, that Southern for fuck you. <laughs> so good. And we have a, I mean, we'll do it quickly. Uh, there's a new album coming out this year. Ooh. There is, but we can actually, we're going to premiere the album in Orlando. So we'll come here and we'll do like a whole thing yeah. just on that. Oh, awesome. We could do a listening party if yeah. we want. That'd be um, fantastic. But this album is totally different from the first album. Sweet Tea was sad and I had a lot of emotions and I was working through some things. Now you've lost all the emotions. And now I'm, I'm, I'm a dancer mama. So it's all pop and rap and dance and fun. It's, it's literally nice. fun. fun. It's so good. It uh, I love so it. So good. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you are, you know that you guys are our honorary fifth, Flamers. sixth. I don't know which Aww. what numbers we are anymore. Can I return that honorarium? <laughs> <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Greg. Hey, hey. Pickle Rick. I just learned who that was. <laughs> I'm just blessed to be here. Well, thank you guys so much. You know you're always welcome anytime. So, dear listeners, make sure you go follow them on all the social medias. And we'll be back in two weeks with more Ginger Minge and CJ and Drag Race talk. Uh, And, uh, yeah, until then, peace. Drag Race, we watch everything. (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.